we got a RFI from our PMC. Have you ever worked with a PMC before? No. Why would I do, do that? You know what a PM, do you know what a PMC is? Project, Project Management Company. Man. Okay. Everything has to have an acronym. Jeez. Everything Seriously. has to have an acronym. Anyway, we asked a question. I started digging, peeling away the band-aids to check to see this stuff. And <laughs> I, I now, I now regret every bit of that action. Is that why you started with such a heavy sigh? You're like, <laughs> you just got to have, you have to get out from under the weight of what exactly. you just, I, I exactly. don't, I hesitate to say accomplished. I mean, it was a sense of accomplishment of determining that, oh my, something happened. And now I have to deal with the ramifications of my discovery. And yeah, well, all I want, all I want now is to go back in time to the, just a few hours ago where I was ignorant. Yes. Right. Didn't know that this was an issue so that oh we could God. just, I could move on with my life. And now yeah. the, yeah. So now, yeah. So, so fu future you, I don't, I don't know who made these decisions earlier, um, but future you was not going to be pleased with whatever decisions were being made at the time, but nobody thought about yeah. that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know. and we do that all the time in architecture, right? We compromise our future for the convenience of the now on projects. And we, it's so hard to, to, because of deadlines, because of other incentives, because of inexperience. And there's a lot of reasons, right? And, and sometimes right. it is, it's actually nobody's fault. It's like, you, and, and then sometimes it absolutely is. And there's a whole spectrum in between that. And exactly. I see this with, with house remodeling, right? It's like, my wife will say, yep. Hey, this would be a great project. You know, we should do this. And I'm just, and I immediately go to what is under that dirt? What is inside that wall? Mm -hmm. I don't want to know. I do not want to know because it's going to do that same thing where it's like, Oh, now I have to undo 20 years of somebody else's mistake. Right. Or 40 so, years. Funny that you say that. So <laughs> over the weekend, we went and visited my wife's cousin who just bought a new house it's nearing a hundred year old home. Um, beautiful mm -hmm. house, you know, nice little old uh -huh. craftsman on the style surface. house on the surface. And it's got nice oak wood paneling all over the place and, you know, like absolutely beautiful. And you like walk through and you start to like me, me always in virtually every place that I go to, I walk into a place and I start to see some of the issues. And this you is know, totally you, <laughs> you're, you're to a T it's like you, and, and we're, we're so good at this. This is like what architects do when they see a, an image at a mid journey and they're like, the fingers are weird on the person. It's like the whole thing is, yeah. is, <laughs> is magic. If you just step back a little bit, but, but like you walk into a house, like you said, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. So like you see that the issues oh like you gosh, focus in yes. on the, like, on the smallest details, right? <laughs> I, I, I do have a problem. Yes, I do absolutely have a problem. We should start so, a support group, uh, an so speak support group for architects who exactly. are too detail oriented. Yeah. So I walk in and I'm, you know, like I, I, I of course, like I just saw a meme uh, the other day or a little TikTok video that was, you know, if you have an architect's friend as a friend, and oh, they're yeah. like walking up and they're looking at like some glass and oh look at this and and you know they're they're like talking through like the nuances of why that probably was what it was and everything they're, they're trying to justify and, the 
the design based exactly. on yeah, or, yeah, or metaphor, right? Or or you see those memes of 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 architecture students who are like hugging and touching and like rubbing their hands across materials and and all of that other stuff. And it's great. It's great sure enough, we still do this. You know, three decades into our career, we're still doing it. And and so you know, like I kind of ran my hand across the the oak paneling and the oak trim and. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. You know, and, and I noticed that there was like a little bit of like, you know, texture to it, mm-hmm. which automatically led me to believe, oh, there's an issue with the shellac, you know, the old shellac. It, depending on like how you clean it, when you clean it and what you clean it with, if it doesn't really it. hold up very well. Don't if you clean it at all. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and it doesn't really hold up that well. And so there's yeah. ways. And so I, I started looking up and started to craft a text to my wife's cousin, craft you know, a text. basically like, like craft. I took, you know, with you're a picture. You're a prompt engineer, Cormac, you're, you're. Yeah. Well, with a picture of the issue and a, and solutions of how you can do all of this. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I wrote it down and then I stopped before I hit send and I, you know, said, showed it to my wife. I'm like, should I send this to you? I really want to send this. I was like, should I send this to her? Because ultimately at the end of the day, what's going to happen is, is her, her, her poor husband is, this is just another one of those like things that has to go on his list. And I'm like, maybe I should hold off on this and let them get through. Like he's replacing chandeliers right now and patching, um, old plaster, horsehair plaster, by the way. And you know, all the of these, kind of plaster. exactly yeah. the best kind of, and, and all of these like little lists that just keep stacking up and stacking yeah, up yeah. on this, you know, do so you, it's the joy. You, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, this is a good, like, I'm glad you had these second thoughts because of the, the psychology <laughs> and the interpersonal dynamics oh, yeah. that you could be exactly. affecting. Plus you you're just... going to go on somebody's list that of like, oh, I don't totally. invite that person over ever again, because they just made me have two more weeks worth of work. Well, so yes, so we were, so when we were there this weekend, I was, every time she would ask me a question, I would like first, like the, the first gut reaction was, she was just like, oh, I think we're going to place this back door. And it is this beautiful solid wood oak door. You never can replace something like that here. And so I'm looking at it and it's got old hardware and either the windows clearly had been replaced and it was replaced with like a single pane window and it doesn't have any weather stripping and it's, you know, there's, there's a few issues with it, but you could easily bring that thing up to today's standards with a modern, modern hardware standard. and, yeah, right, right. and, and, a, and still a, have a the thin, quality of, of the st- old door. And then like, still like have this. that quality. And yeah. so, and so then I, I start going through you know, like everything that they can do to this door to, you know, make it a modern door. Costs more than a door. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just like, it was a lit because then I was just like, oh, oh my God. Cousin's husband, you know that you've got all of the tools to do all of this stuff. And he just like looks at me like, yeah, I got all the tools, yeah. but why, why is this going to be now part of this growing list of things that I have to do? And so what did your like, wife say? Oh. Did you, what did your wife say about your crafted, finally crafted text? Did, oh, she, she, said, did she recommend she, you send she it told, or did she say no, do not? She, she was just she's like, like, save it. She's like, save that for later. Yeah, yeah, she's like, just she's put like, it in the drafts folder. She was just like, I'm sure she would appreciate it, but with, in her mindset, 
So in her mindset right now, her cousin's mindset is she wants to get everything done now. Oh, of course. And, you know. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a nice mindset to have because oh, we, sure. we all know how long this stuff takes and how long it oh, drags yeah, yeah, out yeah. and that we do lose interest and we do lose momentum and things don't happen. And right. then all of a sudden 20 years has gone by and it's like, yeah. how come we never fixed this place up? So I get it. Like you have to kind of strike while the iron's hot. And at the same time, that is a never ending job, right? It's exactly. just, it, it just won't stop. Right. So. Exactly. So, so I basically, I copy or, or I select it all, cut it, put it, moved it into the notes, uh, tab yeah, and your, said, I'll save that for go. later. Right. Yeah. That's what you're dra- I'll <laughs> just go ahead and save that one for later. Um, but I mean, it, I mean, it is a perfect project manager's RFI answer crafted response. So, you know, I mean, it, it's got detailed instructions of how you would go about like, oh, um, basically more or less rehydrating, you know, it's like you can do one of two things. You can either remove it or you can, you know, essentially rehydrate it. Hmm. Not exactly the, the correct word for it, but take, take denatured alcohol and hmm. rub it on there and, and kind of like reactivate it. And then you can spread it back out and all of that other stuff, um, and, and smooth it out. Labor, or you can labor, take labor intensive, all of it's labor intensive, but all of it really is a way to avoid having to basically sand it down and start over. Yeah. And so it's a lot the, less the modern, labor. The modern answer to this, to this conundrum is paint. Everybody just <laughs> throws paint on stuff now, right? It's just cover it up. Yeah. It looks new. It's a, this is the HGTVification of, yeah. of old quality things is to cover them with paint, like an old brick fireplaces, old, cool, cool old doors. It's like, just mm-hmm. paint it. And, and from 30 feet away on a, with a, with a video camera moving quickly through the scene it looks amazing oh yeah 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 (laughs) it looks like a fresh facelift of the whole place and and but what you're talking about is like actually restoring the craft and the quality and restoration is a different game than than this updatification of of everything via yeah you know the home depot paint i I think i think one of the one of the interesting things was is so my wife always gives me these instructions before we go to places like this, especially like if it's her family and she's just like, she's, you know, they did, you know, prep you. It's like they've done all of this work and you know, don't it, say anything, don't say anything <laughs> or, you know, just find something nice to say, you know, don't, don't, don't be a project architect or, you know, just don't, yeah. don't be an architect and say, oh, well, well you know, you could have done it this way. You know, for every or, negative, you have to yeah. reinforce it with 10 positives. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the one thing that I can't do is hide my facial expressions. I and mean, when people say, Hey, what do you think yeah. of this? She's like, Hmm. Yeah. You've, you've gotten you in know. trouble on, on, uh, communication calls. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, on. <laughs> I, I've gotten in trouble on numerous occasions. And so people I, just pick up on that. They're like, Oh, yeah. Cormac is not happy. Right <laughs> I, I can't. Sorry, I can't hide, you know, I can't hide my true feelings. So I will say, you will always know that I'm not lying to you. You get the real deal. You get, you get, you get the reality, whether you'll want it or not. Oh my Um, gosh. Hilarious. And, uh, and so, yeah, so, um, you know, I walked, I mean, you know, honestly, you know, they're, they're doing it. They're like, well, what do you think about like, you know, this chandelier here? 
and it's like a small room and it's got like a really small existing chandelier. And I was like, well, you know, honestly, you, you know, and, and, and they're just like, oh, well, this is really nice. You know, you should probably, you know, so like, here's the answer that should have been is, uh -huh. oh, that's really nice. You should, I think you should probably keep that. It, it really, you know, accents well. I'm like, nah, it's too small. It really makes this space feel really, it, it doesn't work with the space because the, you know, one, it doesn't put out a lot of light. You know, it's a really small chandelier for the space. So the scale is off, you know, start going through all of these different, like, Arca speak, you know, terms of like why, you know, that one light is, and I could have just said, oh yeah, it's nice. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Keep it. You know, did your, like, yeah. Did your wife coach you on what to say when they ask your actual opinion? Because that, that is when you're <laughs> going to give an honest opinion. And, and so is she right. like, hold back, just, just say, I, you know, she's coaching you. Um, just say, I'll think about it. Let me think about that. And, and then don't ever answer it. Like kind of a <laughs> thing yeah. or is she... I'm wondering uh, how this dynamic then, works. Then I got, then I got bombarded with, she started bringing out fabric samples for, oh my um, well, for a built, for a built in, for a built in bench. And she's like, well, what do you think of these? I really kind of like this. Right. And I'm like, all right, uh, you are asking for an opinion. So here, and, and actually it was, it was, no, it was a good dialogue because she had just put up some really nice, um, very complimentary, very period wallpaper. Uh -huh. And, but it, but the wallpaper was, had a lot going on. And so some of the, you know, some of the fabric that she was pulling out had a lot of things going on, but they were very contrasting of the pattern that was on the wall. And it was just like, there's a lot of, I was like, there's a lot of stuff, you know, competing for attention in this space. It's called, busy. It's called business. And so you really, you know, it was just like, so this is more, this is your opportunity to give it that punch of color, but really kind of like back off and just be complimentary to like all of the other ones. You want something that kind of unifies the space yeah. rather than something that is kind of like just like, boom, here, hi. You let know, me, let like, me use some words. Yeah, let me use some words. It's like, uh, you know, you're talking about busyness, you're talking about confusion, chaos, right? And, and, or it's like, yeah. well, how do you want to feel when you're in this space, right? Because like there's well, there's the look of it Yeah, and and you might like a lot of different pieces from a lot of different styles that might right. be what you like but do they do they complement each other do they go together what's the composition how do you want to feel when you're in the space do you want to feel relaxed do you want to what kind of space is this is this a place yeah. for you to chill is this a place for you to like get work done like and think about those kinds of i love i love what you're talking about here because this is actually <laughs> yeah. a great thing to do to step back and like what are the goals of this space? oh yeah because yeah, yeah. Is it just to look good in a photograph for the real estate listing? Because that's different than how, how yeah. if you're going to live here, if you're going to live in this space, what's it for? How do you want to feel when you're in it? Is it, do you want to feel serene? Do you want to feel calm? Do you want to feel right. energized? Like those are, those are different qualities, right? And I don't think people really think about space like that because they're so used to just taking whatever they get, you know, yeah. and, and not everybody has all the money at the same time to oh, do sure, all the sure. things, right? And so it's like, let's state our goals and then we can work toward that. And to actually take people through that process is kind of a, a really cool place to operate. From. You know, just, you know, I, I started pulling out all of the, you know, Arca speak from my toolbox. Um, and, 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 you, and, so you brought your toolbox or your Arca speak toolbox. With I you. brought my Arca speak I always, toolbox I carry everywhere stuff. I go. Exactly. Yeah, like the you American know? Express code. Uh, yeah. It's always exactly. in your wallet. Yeah. Well, you know, because <laughs> that was the very thing as I started talking to her about it. It's just like a lot of people look at most of their projects as a room by room. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in, in a lot of times it, they don't really talk about the unity between all of those spaces. And then I just started walking her through like the big vision and then all of like the supporting visions and, you know, how to like really tie all of that stuff together and, and think about it as, you know, a group project rather than an individual project kind of thing. It was just like you, I was like all of these individual, yeah, exactly. It's like all of these individual pieces like work towards the whole and it's like, but if you don't have a vision for the whole, then all of these are just going to be like. And it's like, oh, I can see that you did this one on in February and I did this one in July and stuff. And and they're like, you know, exactly. It's like, yeah. Or based on the, the, the thermal comfort of a particular season, not the, not taking it all into account kind of a thing. Exactly. Exactly. So I was just like, I mean, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not like, I'm not her architect. I'm just, I am an architect who she asked an opinion (laughs) who as, as architects I don't know if you know this, but architects have opinions. <laughs> Everyone has a different one, actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and so I gave it to her. That's, that's and, the uh, title for the episode, Architects Have Opinions. There you go. Turns out. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> turns out, surprisingly enough. No shortage of, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I was having this conversation with my son and my wife today. He's home from college, but then he decided to take a real quick road trip down and visit some of his buddies down in Ohio who they're, they were still in school. And so, you know, he, he drove down there to see them. And then he like, he started sending me pictures from, and he was like, oh, I, I saw this. And it was a Frank Lloyd Wright house that he, that he had stumbled upon. We had stopped by there before the last time, like he and I were there together. And I drove, drove, driven past it. And he, so he had driven past it again. He was just like, Hey dad, you know, check this out. And so my wife asked me, he was just like, Hey, no, Hey, have you been talking to Brendan? You know, is he on his way? I'm like, well, you know, he's X amount of time. Wait, wait, you know, wait. Time out. Time out. Mom, dad, I'm coming home for the holidays, which actually translated means I'm going to go visit friends in Ohio. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Oh, and by the way, mom, can I borrow Typical your teenager. work hard to do it? Yeah. Can I, and can you fully finance my, my trip? Thank you very much. Please. That, and thank you. That is that <laughs> perfect summary. Yes. Yes. Okay. All Continue. of that. I just wanted to put that out there for all the parents out there. It's, it's so then, life. so, so I, you know, I texted her back and I'm like, you know, I, I think he's out sightseeing and I spelled it S I T E seeing. Oh, look at you. And, and then I started thinking about it. It's like. I was just like, architecture's ruined me because it's like, when we visit a place, we go to the site, right? Yeah. yeah. S-I-T-E. And it was just like, so why isn't sightseeing? Because you were seeing a, it's just like, so it's either the act of seeing. This is, this is the beginning. (laughs) This is where this all begins. Where everybody out there now has to use that word. Exactly. It's just like, I was like, I understand that it's the act of seeing but seeing how you're seeing the site. Yeah. No, I know, get it, like, man. What, I, I'm on board. Like, I'm, I'm glad that you're really, really like laying it out there to explain this to the audience because they're, they're so dumb. But the, <laughs> the but isn't sightseeing redundant? If you really think about it, like sight, I yeah. see, and, the, and then seeing, I see, like I see, see, and we're going to go see, see the, the yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like your adaptation it's, of this. It's like when people of, we're taking it. We're taking it over. It's like when people direction. use the 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 non word irregardless. It's like yes. not not regard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. It's or, very confusing. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like so there's so some people like, out there like wait what i've been using that word all this time and it's not a word yeah it's not a word there there are many just like uh across you don't go across to anything yeah it's just no across. you don't you just go across <laughs> is that is is that why i keep getting the red squigglies underneath that every time? <laughs> that's why you get uh, it. yes yeah the spell check knows uh, better than you do it yeah um, it clearly does yeah because it clearly um when I wrote down sightseeing as S I T E seeing, that it was telling me that it was wrong. It did. But okay, good. Weird, but, but weirdly, but if you keep using it enough, it'll, it'll, yeah. you'll update the dictionary and it won't. Weirdly enough, it did not suggest sightseeing as S I G H T seeing. Like, come on, like, why? Like, you can't I'm even. Relying on you, spell check to help yeah. me here. Autocorrect. I don't know what. Like, Suri's basically yeah. telling me, it's just like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like you're using two speak. words and they don't, don't speak like, that. exactly. I'm glad that you but, brought up, uh, the Arca speak again, because, because recently my wife pulled this out and she's like, do you want this? of architects and architecture. Ooh, Arca, that's, it's like, the, it's the pocket handbook of Arca speak. This is, yeah, this is like wallet size. You can always carry this with you. We don't know where it came from. We don't know why we have it. My my wife, I mean, my guess, if I had to guess, is like it it came with something from when she was in school, or because I I've never seen this before, so I know it's not my my vintage, but you know she went to architecture school too, so she she might have picked it up or somebody might have given it out as a little gift. But I thought maybe we could we could pick a word oh, and I... define it. Like like let's read the definition. And this thing is it is a full on glossary. Let me let me see how many pages we've got. Forty pages, which is. 42 but it's both better. architects and architecture yes that so seems awfully condensed that seems awfully condensed for there, you know there's what only we 40 do. pages here. only there's 40 no pages to define <laughs> who and what we do that's all you need this is the field guide to architecture it's 40 pages it is the is a two inch by maybe three and a half inch a little <laughs> bit bigger than a here, here's a here's a business card for scale so oh geez a, it's about a quarter inch bigger than a business card on on all sides, and uh, it's a, just a you know center stapled, you know, cheap little book, but but great. Uh, so so if if you were to pick a an architectural word, it's got all of them. It's forty pages, so they're all in here, right? Guaranteed. Throw out a word. Let's see if it's in here. Hmm. Juxtaposition. Okay, Our favorite. I knew, that, I knew that one was coming. Jeez, you are okay. So let me see. A B C D E. There's no index here. It's only forty pages. So let's see. J J J. There, I don't see any J's. Nope. No. Nothing in the J. Because apparently it's not a word yet. That, well, that it doesn't we, doesn't have enough usage yeah. to qualify to make it into this book, I guess. Really? Which is which is weird it's, because we hear it all the time. I was going to say every single architect says it. Whenever they yeah. can, as often as possible. Yeah. Well, in fact, when I, when I was when I was talking to my wife's cousin about it, and I did, I I swear I pulled out juxtaposition of you know because of colors and spaces and things like that, and you know talked about 
did yeah, did your yeah. wife's so, eyes roll at that point? Oh, I'm sure she probably did. She's like, because uh, you're you're the people who you're my visiting, in, I'm sure were impressed, but your wife my internal eyes, my yeah. internal eyes rolled. It's just like, man, I, if you like weren't here, out, I'd come, beat your I, I didn't say that. Come exactly. back into the yeah. Exactly. So come back, come, come back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Funny. You were you were sad yourself. Okay, so I actually see I was internally text. disappointed to myself. In in myself. If All I right, went so to the F's, surely there would be Frank Lloyd right in here if this is the um the the glossary of architects, but there is no I don't see anybody's name in here. So I think hmm. immediately disappointed already, uh, because the title does not match the, the contents. So you so you you cannot judge a book by its cover, it it turns out. But there are things <laughs> in here like facade, fenestration, free plan, entablature, deconstructivism. Okay, so uh, entablature. Um, that was a word that's been used recently um, in some conversations because there's both the entablature of an exterior fenestration, right? And then there's mm -hmm. in, an interior use of entablature. You would think that because they're sort of two different terms, if you read it, so so I don't know, like, does it pull up entablature in your little glossary here? I'm pulling it up. I got it. I'm ready. Okay. You want me so, to read it now? well, please. so, so I, I, th I was thinking you were going to say, that, you know, we're talking about entablature recently because we were talking about the sphere, right? So obviously. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. But no, no, no. This was, this was something specific to a project that I'm working on. And there's, you know, a, there's clearly two distinctly different uses okay. of entablature. So you're going to, yeah. you want to, you want to judge the, the completeness and accuracy of the, Glossary of Architects and Architecture. That's yes. what you're going for here. Okay, I, ready? I, I, I entablature. I think I said entablature. I can't remember what I said. I, I think I said it incorrectly for the first time. <clears throat> the different classical orders are reflected not just in the forms of the columns in the capital, but also in that part of the composition above the column, the upper part of the order, which is made <laughs> up of an architrave, a frieze, and a cornice. Yes, that's it. That's the exterior version. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have another? Nope. That's it. That's all you get. This is a, See, I, this is a, this is a, a short book, Cormac. It's only 40 pages. Well, apparently it, it leaves out all chart. of the architects of arch of the glossary of architects and architecture. <laughs> that's volume two. That's probably volume. <laughs> I don't have volume two, but <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good definition, but it also leads me to want to learn more immediately. Like, yeah. what is an architrave? What is a freeze? What is a cornice? I mean. This this is this is a book of knowledge, right? And 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 it forces me to connect the dots, which I I appreciate. If this were a a, a digital document, those things could be hyperlinked, and it wouldn't yeah. take me so long to look those those Let's items. Let's see. Up. Hold up your phone, mm -hmm. and see how much bigger it is from your phone, and see if. Ooh, so essentially, rather than carrying both of those, you could carry one. That actually does have hyperlinks. Convenience. I choose convenience. Yes, definitely. Uh, so that that's a good word to start with. Maybe we'll do a reading out of this book. I'll just keep it here on my desk. Anytime we need to do a reading. Anytime we we need a new topic. Anytime we need to define a word that you just said that that people don't understand. I don't do that. Um, we'll pull this book out and see if it's in here. There's a few words that I've been using most recently, but I don't think that we would have to change the one. I'm pretty sure it's not in there. 
And two, we would have to change the rating of the show. I could only imagine what you're going through, my friend. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Happy Here we are. Here we are. Happy Thanksgiving. It's my birthday. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it will definitely have been my birthday and Thanksgiving, which fall on the same day this year. So I'm oh, do they? feeling I will feel particularly left out on, on the day. That's just how that goes. What are you talking about? The entire world is celebrating. In fact, they're holding <laughs> parades in your honor. I, they I are. You, they're not thinking about me at all. They are sportsing in your honor. <laughs> will be, there will be much sportsing on the birthday. There will be much sportsing. See? <laughs> so, I mean, think about this. It's it's like you know my wife's birthday is on St. Patrick's Day and mm -hmm. you know um, clearly no one's thinking about her except for me because at some given time of evening no one's thinking at all. Um, <laughs> right, we got another beer. Exactly. Another. So I, I just I just I just tell her that the world is celebrating her with you know green and shamrocks and mm -hmm. you know and beer. I'm you sure know, that makes her to feel toasting her with beer. Yeah, I'm sure that makes her feel a lot better. That you I said toasting with beer, year. and I cheat. Yeah, I said toasting in beer, and I cheered like this. Except for this is coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out of coffee. By the way, that I was just looking How in my you? empty cup, and I'm just like. <sighs> so this is this marks the day, the one year anniversary, of my family and I getting in the truck and camper and driving away from our house in oh, Southern gosh, California. Yes. I can't believe it's been a year. It is incredible it is. how fast the year goes by. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So this insane. was a year ago, just as a reminder for those who, who have been here for more than a year, but also for those new folks who haven't. Uh, last year on my birthday, we had breakfast in our house for the very last time in Southern California. We had our driveway full of U-Haul U-boxes with all of our things packed up into them. Um, waiting to be picked up that day by U-Haul, the U-Haul company, to ship all of those containers uh, up to Oregon. Actually, they were going to go to a storage facility first because we didn't have a place to move to. Like, right. we didn't do what you did. We didn't find a place ahead of Actually. time and and then and make it all easy. We 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 did. I think the more adventurous thing. It was a little bit obviously there was. An adventure to be had here we got in the mm -hmm. camper and for about sure. eight weeks maybe more i can't remember the date that we i think we we put an offer in on this place december 5th so from november 23rd to december 5th is not that long but we didn't move in until january right. 17th or 27th yeah. something like that so we were in our camper in the cold of winter in in southern oregon for that long like that was i mean and it was and i think we, we took was, like a hiatus on the show because yeah. it was just like yeah really difficult to to get <laughs> we did try once we to did. record with you in the cab of the truck right you know the sound i think booth. it was that's called a sound yeah. Booth. yeah i think it was more a ploy for you <laughs> just to go and get warm <laughs> than anything no the camper else. was way warmer because when i was recording it was so cold out and i couldn't have like the truck running i wasn't going to just sit there with the truck running the whole time so i was i literally had my puffy jacket on and a beanie and i <laughs> had my laptop in the seat next to me uh, plugged into like a battery station so that it would stay charged and i was 
Wi-Fiing back to the trailer where I have the Starlink set up to to get internet access, which was our internet for that for that entire time, and now it continues to be. It's what's connected to my house, and that's I'm in rural Southern Oregon. I there's no internet service here other than satellite internet service, so it's it's actually worked out. Um, but that was a I just told this story when I was at Autodesk University and to somebody and they were like, you did what? That sounds amazing. And like, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the general sense is that it sounds amazing. But you try living in a small trailer with two other people for that well, long doing but, homeschool and work and all those things. And like it's fun in the beginning, like a camping trip. And then it's just like cabin fever, kind of a too close. Well, but think about this, that at the end of the day, now a year later, this is a story to be told. Oh yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. It is not, you know, like, yeah, there was a little bit of like misery. There was a little bit of, of discomfort. Oh, I would totally do it again though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, it's interesting because so like I asked my son, I was like, are you going to be drive? You know, when you drive back, are you going to stop and go sightseeing? He's like, no, no, I'm just going to drive back. And it's just like, where is that sense of adventure? I mean, you're, you're out, you're all by yourself. You know, you got a car, you know, apparently we're paying for gas. So, you know, <laughs> you, so you did agree because yeah. you're I, like, apparently, I don't know, I guess that it's just the default. But I mean, what would you have done in your, you know, when, if you were 22 years old or sorry, 20 years old, um, what would you do when you're 20 years old? I would, to I, I would totally like take advantage of that and you know like hey i'm gonna go for an ex you know go it's exploring and stuff it's a different era now you punch the coordinates in the address into where you want to go and it yeah. takes you the fastest route there and right i feel like i mean this really gets to the idea of i mean you've watched these um the motorcycle you know wh what were those called like with ewan mcgregor and oh yeah um so it was um the long way up yes the long way around the long way down. Right, right, right. Um, the all fantastic episodes. Yeah, so highly like, recommend like that of, to everyone. Kind of inspired by Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. Yes. Right? Which was oh. like one of the ideas in that book was that Love. we don't take the highway. Right. We or, take the back roads. We take the side roads. We take the scenic byways so that we see things along the way. And I know we've talked about this before on the show, but I, I agree with you. I think but I do think that that was kind of a different this is a, an era of you're thinking nostalgically right now i, I, I don't am, think I society is really built like that anymore because we don't use paper maps we don't we, look at yeah. like what the possibilities are we as you know, just generalizing here because i think to some extent we you and i do this right like you took a cross-country road trip with your son to see sites you didn't do it yeah. to get from one side to the other as quickly as possible exactly right? so that idea is i think uh not something that very many people appreciate, talk about, think about. I don't know. You know, it's just not a, something that's in somebody's conscious as much as it maybe used to be. Where, remember the old commercials? It was like, take a road trip, like see the sites, right. go to the national parks. And, it's, and now it's like, go to the national park. It's not like what the journey right. is along the exactly. way. It's like, exactly. no, the, it's, a, yeah. it's all destination based and it's about efficiency. And there's so much efficiency, focus on efficiency in today's world. Right. You, in architecture, we see it strongly, right? You, all of the tech is to make you more efficient, not necessarily be more creative or be more expressive or some right. of it is, right? But, but this idea of efficiency and productivity and the 
like that's the new America and it's not so much the exploration the creation uh it's it, it seems l- there's a lot less emphasis on that yeah people appreciate the journey and this is I mean journey of of you know projects that you know journey it's like as you said you know it's efficiency ex- expediency you know immediacy like right. let's get this done it's like oh i don't want to wait for instant gratification th- exactly yeah. it's like yeah. i want to see this thing but I want to be there now so that I can get back home, you know, and say, yeah, I've seen it. Check. You know, I've, 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 right. I've experienced that and now move on. I got my and selfie there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember when I had my old Triumph TR7 and basically started on the, the East Coast, pointed my car west, had a little, had the, the little ball uh, compass compass thank you very much for floaty thank you floaty for, thing with the yeah. floaty the, thing the, with the letters on it the, the exactly floaty <laughs> thing that's and basically just pointed my car yeah i had paper maps i had that that wonderful big book um from AAA that had you know every state and then had like the um the blow-ups uh so like a little rock and things like right. that but Road then hours. otherwise yes. that was it or you know i mean we were getting into the era of MapQuest. But, you know, never really dealt with that. It just, you know, it was like it pointed my car in the direction of where I wanted to go. And, and I got there, however I got there. And, you know, that one was kind of a forced sightseeing trip because I would break down on multiple occasions and have to fix the car. Yep. And, it was a triumph. You know, and it things like a... it, it, it was an old British car. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, there was that. But I mean, such sweet, sweet reliability right there. Exactly. But I mean, that's the, like the, so like to your, to your moving story, it's just like, those are the stories that enrich the, so like, yeah, we have the destination, but what was the stories to get us to that destination? You know, and and, and you think about that, like, you know, in architecture, and I think about that, like, you know, both with historical architecture or even like modern architecture and, and like what we do to get to that you know, to that end point. And, you know, I, um, I think we said it a little bit when we were talking to David Bradley and, you know, he was talking about the, the small celebrations mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the journey are those small celebrations. And I was giving some, um, some employee reviews this past week. And, and I kind of, I, I pulled that out as it's like, Make sure when you're going through your career, because these are all, you know, junior architects and, mm-hmm. and they're on the, they're on the beginning parts of their career. I was like, you know, take time out of your career to celebrate those moments, celebrate the little wins, celebrate, you know, just every little thing. I mean, the one thing, and I know for a fact, because you and I both, you know, through the course of this show, both got licensed, you mm-hmm. know, late, later in Later in our career, we both got licensed. I don't remember you and I, other than just like, yay, you did it kind of thing, stopping to celebrate a, just a massive milestone. We never bothered. We just said, okay, you know, all right, we're licensed onto the next, onto the next task. Well, with you in particular, that did not happen Mm. because you didn't tell anybody that you got licensed well, we've already got through that story of, you know, it's like of, of somewhat shame and, and embarrassment of not having it for as long oh, as I should have had it. You're such an imposter. Yeah. Like everybody else. 
<laughs> yeah. I, the, the, yeah. The interesting thing about our moving story was that we didn't know where we were going to end up. We actually had did not yeah. pick yeah. a spot to land. And that was kind of, I mean, then that was based on prior circumstances where that previously, was... you know, we, we sold our house twice. The first time <laughs> it didn't go through. And so mm-hmm. that's what I mean by that. We, right, we had to relist it and sell it again. And because it didn't go through the first time, you we ended up f- having to, uh, our, that the entire deal fell through. We had a deposit down. We had a, a place in Washington that we were aiming to get to, and we had decided. And that fell through. It was a, a terrible experience to go through because we lost a bunch of money in the process because <laughs> uh, people are weird. And, and then we decided, like, we're not doing that again. And so this time right. we were like, let's sell the house again, which happened very quickly. And that time we were like, until that we leave the house, this is not done. And we just right. treated the situation like that. And then it was like, now we're going to get in the camper. We know which direction we're going. We don't know where, what we're going to find along the way, where we're going to want to stop. And we'd been through here before. So it, we weren't going into the situation blindly. But the idea was like, let's actually just take our time to figure this out rather because nowadays, like thinking about this whole journey, the the map, the the all of the research that we do ahead of time, like how many hours when you were moving did you spend on Zillow and Redfin and just Google Earth and like analyzing the hell out of these decisions, right? And and they're big decisions. So they they do require analysis. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, where does that adventure, like, what if you go see it with your own eyes? What if you go experience yeah. it yourself for a period of time? Like we've talked about site visits, right? And right. when an architect gets a new commission and they go, what? nowadays it's all done digitally. It's like, get out yeah. to Google Earth, do the sun study based on the weather data, do all, and it's all this stuff. It's like, what if you just went to the site? And we, we've talked about Jersey Devil before. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and the idea of the, they have an Airstream. This is a design build company, a very small one with a, a few guys and they go live in an airstream on the site before mm-hmm. and during the project so that yep. they fully yep. experience that site well because context matters and i think that's thinking about for us picking a place to move it was like let's actually see where the resources are let's actually live there and experience the weather let's actually see what the people are like by spending time with them by going and eating at places yep. and shopping and doing all those things because those are the things you can't do digitally, right? You can't. Yeah. And, and as you recall, I mean, and you, you get the constant texts of like my mileage milestones, um, oh, yeah. that I had barely. Cormac sends me pictures of his odometer of his super high mileage, very newish vehicle. <laughs> I, I am, I am not even at two years right now and I'm closing in on 66,000 miles. Yeah. So you, and I, and I have, I have and you yet, work at home. yes. And I work at home, <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think by the time we ended up moving here, I was already out of the initial, like early 30,000, you know, three years, 36,000 mile warranty was already, you know, come and gone by the time right. that we, because you were right. I mean, one of the things that we did do, we, we actually drove a lot back and forth from DC to Detroit, looking at these homes because. I mean, this is, it's, it, you know, one, we're, we're moving, you know, uh, nine miles aw- or sorry, nine hours away from where we're nine miles, nine, nine hours away from where yeah, w- exactly, you know, of, from where we were for the past 14 years. And so 
we wanted to see if this was the right fit. You know, we're wanted to be closer to family, sure, but we also wanted to be exactly that experience, the place, experience, you know, what we're getting ourselves into to make sure that we actually, this was the right place. And yeah. it wasn't as true kind of like hitching up the covered wagon like you guys were and totally. doing you know, hopping on the old Oregon trail, Um, you know, thankfully you guys, you know, nobody died of dysentery, but, um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I mean, but but I mean, that was exactly, but I mean, that was really, not very many people do that anymore. No, no, nobody has that, like, you know, that sense of adventure. It's just like, okay, we're done with this place. Let's just literally pack up the covered wagon point north and you guys did and not with a you know like with an area where you were thinking that you could go but it was ultimately ending up being like this is just like let's find a place to go yeah and you know that like yeah i mean well the the idea was to end up in washington again and then i think part of the thinking was also like well that fell through did it fall through for a reason maybe we're not supposed to go there. And yep. for yep. us, I mean, we I think we were still we had it in our minds I think that we were going to go up that far again up to the Olympic Peninsula in Washington, which is where we were aiming for. But we found the longer we just hung out here and really considered the resources, really considered the needs of the family, really considered the prices of things, property, mm-hmm. things like that, what we could get for how much we had, all of right. those kinds of things start to play into it a bit more. And it's, it was much more real. It's way more real than just flipping through listings on Zillow. Right. And, and I have to say, we probably visited, I don't know, 250, 300 houses in this area, driving around just to see, because there's one thing that's like, you see the listing, you see right. all of the components of that listing you get to read the terrible writing of the realtor about trying to explain how amazing this place is and then you go and you're like you visit it and there's like literally a meth lab across the street right it's like and and it's that kind of thing where you you only will see it if you go there and do it right and for us it just became like oh I, i this feels right for us and i think that was kind of a liberating experience to make it more about how it feels than mm-hmm. than thinking like making it very much like a, a this is not just a brain-based activity this is like an emotional activity it's a whole body right, activity right. And, and all of those taking all of that into consideration much more seriously than you can in that more disconnected way of just flipping through listings on a phone right so it, it's right. kind of an in, yeah. it, i mean it's old school i guess you could say it that way but at the same time i feel like uh, where we are the designers of public space, we yeah. have to at some level practice what we preach, which is experience, right? I, and I would, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I would. I would just bet that you're far more connected to the place you're at now than you would have been if you just basically mm. sight unseen picked it from a listing and all that other stuff. I mean, you really went through the immersive experience of understanding of doing, you know, kind of like the philosophy of the Jersey Devils, mm. where you basically just picked up, you moved the airstream to wherever it is that you were doing it. You did, 
you know, you did the pre, you know, the pre effort, the, you know, during effort. And now mm-hmm. you're, you know, and now you're there and it, it, that was one of the things that, and this is just a little small diversion, but this is one of the things that I always struggled with in school when we were working on projects where we had to do like this, a project on a place that was kind of like sight unseen. Mm-hmm. And I remember I chose for some reason to do a project in Detroit, um, which was the Lafayette Tower by Mies van der Rohe. And I was, it was supposed to do a, a write-up on it and all of this other stuff. And I just felt so disconnected with it mm. that, that what did I do? I was just like, well, I got a weekend. I'm going to drive from, it. I'm going to drive from Auburn, Alabama to Detroit, Michigan. Site visit. <laughs> so you to do a site, to do it. I, I did a site visit and I drove up there and I like, I was just like, I, now I understand the place more. And honestly, what I felt. Granted, did it like change what grade I ended up getting? I, I don't know. I don't think so. But I could speak about the place in the first person mm-hmm. about really understanding and knowing what it was that I was looking at and assessing rather than just saying that, well, based on all of my uh, readings from this, yeah. you, know, you know, periodical or that, you know, book or whatever, this is the assumption that I drew rather than saying that standing on the site and seeing the transition from the city to this place and then this place to the next place and all of this other stuff, you know, and, and then I just kind of like flowered it up with more Arca speak and stuff. But, you know, it was just one of those things that I, I, I feel like what you did, you know, really kind of enriches like the, the decision-making process to a point that like really actually be in this, you know, to bring it back to, to architecture, it, it, makes our understanding of the place and our interpretation of the project brief that much better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I feel like now that we've been here a year and really experienced all the seasons, because there's one thing about going sightseeing, like you're talking about uh, for a day or two versus, I mean, for us, it was more like seven or eight weeks. Mm -hmm you know, granted during that time, we did make a commitment to buy a house here. So we, at, at starting in, you know, December, we had to go through all the due diligence and all the hoops that you have to jump through to qualify for a property and all that kind of thing. But, um, so it's not like we were still considering even going somewhere else, but at the same time, uh, spending that much time is still not enough time to spend. Right to do that. And that, True. that to me, I think is why there's been such this drive away from it, which is like, well, it's not efficient, right? You can't spend all that time taking all that in, uh, because we just but, don't have time for that. And it's, but it's crazy the value that it actually does deliver to you. And so now having been here a year and experienced all the seasons, right? I, it, it makes me feel even better about this place because that was one of the big drivers for us actually moving was, well, we want to be in a place where we experience the seasons. We want to be in a place where there's access to nature. And I mean, it, it, all of those things have, it's like <clears throat> that intuition that we had of why we wanted to go somewhere very different has really played out over this year and reinforced that, oh, we should trust those intuitions. And, and through that adventure that we did, that kind of unlocked that for us. Yeah. I mean, think about this, like now being able to kind of like experience like all of these seasons, I mean, you now get to understand and learn and relish in the joys of poison oak when it's cold, 
poison oak when it's hot. Dude, poison oak. It, poison it oak go, when it's rained. It doesn't go away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually had it last week for the tenth time. So I think for I've the tenth time, gotten it once a month. Yeah, once a month, every month. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> those are his seasons. Those is <laughs> you know what is the temperature like when I catch um, when I get poison oak? I just it's just learning what poison oak looks like in every season. Because there right you now you, so, you just can't tell. It's just it's just a stick. Oh, t- don't touch any sticks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no stick season. It's don't touch a stick season. Yeah. My son had it so bad a couple of weeks ago and he's been out in the in the yard like his job is to pick up sticks no. because we have a lot of trees. You know, branches are constantly kind of coming down and then when it comes yeah. to like time to mow and and use the weed whacker and all those things. It's like, I don't want to be throwing sticks into my shins, into the blades, into anything. Right. right? right. And so it's like, I just need you to constantly pick up sticks. Well, one day, man, he got into poison oak sticks. It turns out. And it was everywhere on him. Oh. And he was just constantly like ah, scratching, scratching, scratching. And I'm just like, dude, don't scratch it. Don't, sc- it makes it worse. Like, and it's just impossible but, for him yeah, not exactly. to scratch it. So. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. It's very bad here for that. I mean, not everywhere, but it's like you got to know where to go, where not to go. You got to know what it looks like every season because it looks different. And yeah. It's well, I can I can at least successfully say that there is no poison oak in the suburbs of Detroit. Well, yeah, well in, in, in where you I'm were. sure there might be, but not where in I'm Maryland, I Maryland, there's a lot of poison oh, ivy gosh. in Maryland, yes. right? So you yeah. kind of had to look out for that. And Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. So you got any uh, Thanksgiving plans? Football? Um, You're going to watch the sports. I, I am. I, I'm just going to throw it out there that that's your main activity. What it? What is the, the annual, it usually, it used to be the annual hope that Detroit doesn't lose really, really bad. But this is the year of the Lions and we're that's currently cool. eight and two. I was going to ask what the record was because I we are we are eight and two. Good. We are it sounds eight, like a we, pretty good record. We are the um, second second best record in in football and in, in the footballs. Who has the best? Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is sports talk. This is the sports, this is talk, sports talk segment. Right, we're Cormac yeah. schools Evan on sports. Exactly, and then you know so, but then there's also the the Iron Bowl this weekend. And then the game this weekend, which is the Michigan Ohio State game, and then oh, there is also the last race of the Formula One season, which Ooh. you know, which is uh, which is going to be great. Except for then, I now then I'll have to go a couple of months without having Formula One. Where where is this? Where is the last race? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Wow. So can you give a, a synopsis of the quality? of the Las Vegas F1 race, because we talked about the sphere. So, we alluded yeah. to the fact that they did the racetrack and I know there was a bunch of drama around kind of the initial so, racing with yeah. the Ferrari getting, picking up a, like a, a sewer lid or something and totally destroying their car or uh, something. But, yeah. but I also saw like Lewis Hamilton, you know, I don't follow F1 at all, but he did say like, he thought it was a, actually a really great racetrack. He said there were lots of opportunities to overtake people and he thought it was really, really fun. So, so both. There's, there's like the side of the media and the, the, the hot takes and all of those. And then there's like right. what actually happened. And so I'm wondering from your experience, from your perspective, what actually happened, would you say it was successful? 
so uh, you you're 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 treading into waters where I start to geek out. So you know, <laughs> disclaimer there for anybody second who hour. says Wait, this right, is where click, the second hour of the podcast Ex- begins. <laughs> exactly. All right. So well, that's fine with me. So let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. The, there's tons of complaints about like how the 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 all of the practice sessions were. Normally, you know, these are race weekends where there's other races that are happening at the same time, like Formula Three, Formula Two, and other races and stuff. I didn't and even there know there were n- other formulas. Yeah. So there there are there <laughs> the junior the junior leagues. You know, everybody's okay, okay. striving to get to one, but okay. then there's always the junior leagues and things like that. And then there's, you know, the the Formula One Academy and Formula all of these one other just things. sounds so much cooler than it any does. of those other numbers too. So I, I thought exactly. it was just a cool name. I didn't know there were tiers. Okay. That makes sense right. now. So so it what it didn't have so there's there's what's called rubbering in which means that you know like there's more and more grip being applied to the streets and they were everybody's complaining about it was late at night and it's going to be too cold and and it was the desert and we anybody who knows the desert knows it doesn't really hold you know heat very well and of course in the winter or um, yeah you right. know in yeah in, in, in November. You know, and the temperature so it, swing is enormous in the desert. Oh, it, it absolutely was. I mean, you know, people were like, it's just like they were racing the week prior in Brazil. And then before that, it was in Mexico City. And there was, you know, How did they get warmer. those cars from the, to these different... Let's what? not even, let's, let's not even start okay. talking about the, right. the carbon footprint of Formula One. Well, I'm just, logistically, normal season, I, I'm it just is interested in logistics. Insane. It's got to be insane. Oh, no, they, they, like, if you think about it, like Formula One is, in, in a way, it's kind of like the poster child for like efficient shipping. You know, and how do you, how do you modularize your entire setup? Internationally, you know, like, yes. You know, right. and then move internationally, like in, you know, like they, they had to go from Las Vegas, Nevada, USA to the Middle East and have it all set up and ready to go to race and all of that other stuff within a week. Luckily you know? the track isn't moving, right? But it, it exactly. it's just, just the things that. It's just right. the cars and the pit stops and all the supplies and the mechanics and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's, but yeah, so, I mean, the, the setup for the track takes. Yeah. Very so logistically, time. because, you know, a lot of people were complaining about it being a road course and all of these other things. Isn't There's that like, what a Grand Prix is supposed to be? It, it, it is, but people have lost sight because now they have got dedicated tracks and, you know, mm-hmm. and so you know what to expect and all of this. My other only stuff. experience here is My the own. Long Beach Grand Prix, right? Which was, yeah. has always been like this oh, yeah. Southern yeah. California installation of this. Yeah. It was, it was, every was, year and it's on, it's yeah. on the road. It's just goes through Long Beach. Yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, you know, everybody, like a lot of people were complaining about all of the challenges and stuff and like the inconsistency. It was just like, you mean like a daily drive? <laughs> like, you know. No, I was going to say like, like every architecture project, like that's all it is, is overcoming just, these challenges all the time. I was like, how about, how about this? You know, why don't you throw in a couple of like, you know, soccer moms in some SUVs in front of them and like them having to traverse around that? Or how about some sightseers who make are like, real. you know, you know, make it, you know, you want, you, Taking you want to show, on the do you want to show the that street? these people are the best drivers in the world? Put them in Put some them. of like, yeah. Put them on I-94 cutting through the middle of Detroit <laughs> and see if they can traverse that. 
Oh yeah. You know? No, these is these are they're totally princess in the pea kind of people, right? These they expect perfection. They they expect perfection exactly. of them themselves and their I own mean, performance, but also of every other aspect of the sport. Yes. Because it's so yeah. high dollar. It is so, you know, performance yeah. machines. It's incredible. And it's funny, like these people are big babies, man. Like they oh, yeah, complain yeah, yeah. about yeah. any little thing, right? Yeah. And so that was all they were having is they were having lots and lots of complaints. I mean, you know, the current world champion, he was complaining that this is just a horrible track and everything he's else. Just, he's just giving himself ex excuses to lose, right? Like, that, well, this is so why I he, so he wins and he won his, you know, 18th, you know, record 18th race of the 23 race season and locked up number one and number two in the driver's championship and stuff. And so for, you know, for that team. And, you know, everything went well for them. And, and honestly, after everything was said and done, almost everybody who is hypercritical about Las Vegas basically ate their words because it was actually race-wise, it was actually one of the best races of hmm. not only this year, but I would probably venture to say like, you know, for the past at least five years. Do you because think that has something to do with, with it being a completely fresh experience for them? Like the, it's never been there before. It's so a new track. New, There's yeah, so many new, new options. New track. With temperature, climate, all those things. And it's all like. All of those. Yeah. That actually made it interesting, right? It wasn't like Honestly, they're so it made used it, to that course that they know it like the back of their hand. Like this is a, a new thing. There was, there was multiple lead changes. There were multiple passes and things like that. There was lots of overtakes. There were things that, you know, normally don't happen in a race. It's like, you know, like once the, you know, once the person, you know, is in first place, which, you know, this year has been Max Verstappen and he's in first place, you know, he just like sets cruise control and just goes because autopilot. Yeah. And, and that's it. And this one was a true, honest to goodness race. Like nice. people raced and, and the thing, the thing about it was, I really feel like the star of the show was the city. It was such an amazing, like all of the shots, the commentary, everything they were talking about the race. They were talking about the city. They were talking about the sphere. You mm -hmm. know, the sphere played a, a huge role in all of this, you know, because Super the Super way to leverage that property oh, yeah. in this oh, because- I Free advertisement? Oh my well, Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah, for, for the, for the, for the sphere, but, but the yeah, idea yeah. that the way they were able to use it as a tool for this race, which is not the purpose of the sphere, right? right? The right. sphere exactly. is what goes on on the inside, but yeah. they leveraged the crap out of that project to make this an even better experience, right? Because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. helicopter yeah. shots, like from what I heard, I, I haven't watched it. It's like, it was the yeah. star of the show because it, it was. I heard they had a countdown clock on the very yeah. top of the dome for that you could only see from the helicopter, but it, it so, just made it super cool for the fans to watch. In in whoever applause to whoever was running the graphics of that whole thing. That's um, incredible. When they when there was like a lead change or something like that, they would like flash up graphics of like the person yeah. Max Verstappen in first you know, Charles Leclerc in first place. Mm. Those kind of things. And and then they would like show the face and stuff. And then every so often you'd have like the the little emoji, you know, come on and like you know, the, the eyes would like, you know, exactly. Yeah, the so eyes cool. would like, you know, move with it and stuff. And then if there was like a yellow flag, the whole, whole sphere would light up yellow, which by actually, the way, in yeah. my opinion, for just, you know, like 
a lot of racers, they're just like, you know, I didn't know there was a yellow flag. You know, that's why I didn't slow down. And there's no excuse for them. It's because like this big, massive globe, you know, glowing yellow. There was no way for them to get away from it. I actually heard there was a a lot of discussion by by the graphics team and and F1 that there were certain colors in what they were showing on the sphere that they had to stay away from. Yes. Because they didn't want the drivers... To be distracted. To be distracted that that there was a problem or that there was an issue when there wasn't one, right? And so... Exactly. But but then I guess what I I also heard... Red, and a couple of other Yeah, there was like green and blue and and yellow. There were colors that they couldn't use. And then it was like... I guess what what I heard was, and I don't. This is probably completely secondhand or worse, but like the drivers couldn't even really see the sphere because they're the yeah. I don't know. So there, it, it's interesting. I would, I would, if anybody's interested in this, and we may just be talking about stuff that you've like tuned out out on, but to go and look at it. See, I, I one of the things that I really appreciate about Formula One is when they go to these places, you know, there is a sense of like integration into architecture for a lot of these places, like the road Mm. courses and stuff in Mm. general, you know, like when they go to Baku, um, in Kazakhstan or when they go to like Monaco and it's like part of the whole scene and you really get to actually, you know, you're almost immersed into the architecture of things as much as you are the race. And then just the artistry and the engineering and everything that goes into the car I mean, if the, if this isn't one sport that isn't so closely related to what we, how we do things in architecture, mm-hmm. and it's not like a single person is that one and only person who can do all of this stuff, but it's the team, it's the engineers, it's the designers, it's, you know, the clients, it's the financiers, with, you know, it's all what, of what you're stuff. saying is true, but I will also disagree and say there money is no object here. There is no budget. Oh like no, they will do there, there is. They, they we'll do, do have, they have a spending cap. They do, do have they? a spending cap. Yep. Okay. They, they do. And how do they justify that spending cap? I mean, the team, because it, in architecture, it's, we can't justify our spending cap. Like people put yeah. in way more hours than they bill for. <laughs> well, no, they actually, they, they actually scrutinize that pretty well. So like, mm. you know, you're not allowed, um, they're, they, it is, it's actually, it's interesting how, how scrutinized it is and i wish we in architecture would scrutinize as much as they do because the buildings would be way less interesting if we did cormac i'll just put it out there uh, you know they they <laughs> you know it's it's when you remember how we always talk about when you set constraints you know you know how to like work towards those constraints and establish yeah. you know like work efficiently and all of that other stuff and i i think we could still be able to do a lot of the stuff that we do you know if we step now, granted, let, let's let's talk about like a Formula One team, two cars, right? So, we'll yeah, think about this about in, in, in parallel with well, but think about <laughs> this with with architecture and in Formula One. It's just like so they've got two cars that they field with two drivers. So they've got the support team for each of the drivers, the nutritionists, the you know, um, oh, the people working on their health, you know, and, and right. their 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 trainers and all of these, mm-hmm. uh, their handlers, their marketing team per person and all that other stuff. So they've got those. Then they've got their engineering for each of the driver. Then they have, you know, all of the people, like hundreds of people back in the factory actually working on making sure that that car and all of the components and everything are 
you know, two spec and two budget and everything else and, and all of that other stuff. And so basically to be able to field a formula one team and be able to achieve the high level of performance that they have, they're such a massive team. See where I'm kind of going with this? It's like yeah. in architecture, if we could do that, think about what we could be able to produce if we were, if we had the budget to be okay. able to develop a team of experts yeah. to do basically every nut and bolt of a building. Well, and yeah, because the business model of architecture is short staff a project and figure yeah. it out later and, yeah. and cut every corner you can and do it for as few hours as possible, at least on paper. And yes. like all of those things are working against what you just talked about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. then that's the what difference I'm between like... building a high performance team and just building a status quo mediocre team to do, yeah. to, to build something that's code minimum and l the lowest bid. Then we'll take it. Yeah. First, we'll, we'll design it with the least hours possible to code minimum and we will low bid the project. That's how so you So they'll, yeah. Buildings. So, so they'll have, so in formula one though, they'll have, it's like, okay, here is the, here is the budget cap. Not every team can actually raise that money or have that oh, capital to get can, to that. Can budget you give cap. me an idea of the number you're talking about here? Do you know what it is? Um, it's actually a couple hundred million. Um, <laughs> Just a couple of hundred know, million per, the biggest per building. Season. The biggest building I ever did was $65 million. So, <laughs> and that took five years. That wasn't every year. Right. So yeah, go ahead and look it up. Let's see. What, yeah, what I am. You here. know, I am. Um, we need okay. some real information so here. The the budget cap is one hundred and thirty five million for two thousand and twenty three. Okay. So if you so if you think about that, you know, so that's to travel the world to pay for is, all of those you, team members that you mentioned. It's for all the cars, the, all the parts, all the engineering, all of the wind, you know, all the wind tunnel testing, all of the basically. You got teams that read the rules and regulations. So, you know, you've got code, you know, you've got people who are like reviewing code. the code, right. you know, you've got people who are writing the specs, you've got people who are like, you know, doing the design work. Then you have people who are fabricating and building, you know, I mean, there are so many parallels between formula one and in racing in general, but formula one, um, and in architecture, it's just, there's, a a different sense of efficiency. One is way more healthy. One is way more healthy. I, I can, I, I know it. <laughs> I don't... I, okay. The next thing I want you to look up now, real time uh, info gathering here is how many people are on a team. Like on average, it would be interesting to actually know, put in some hold music while, while you do your, <laughs> your search. Okay. So average budget, 140. Um, oh, 145. Yeah, well, that was just a, that was a year ago. So, um, they actually, they used, it used to be at one point in time, there was no budget, budget, uh, cap and you literally could spend wins. however much exact. And it was exactly that. Um, do, 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 do. let's see total number of employees in F1 teams. Okay. So there's 10 teams. Um, the biggest team. Here. So, okay. so the, the so they're okay. So like, the team that has the lowest budget, um, is the Haas F one team. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you recall when we were walking through Autodesk, um, in San Francisco, 
and you look down and you saw all those CNC machines and things like that. At the R&D facility, yeah. Yeah, those were all, those were all um, Haas machines. Mm, and okay. so, so that's they, the sponsor, that's like the team. So that, well, that's the team owner, you know, yeah, um, right. Gene, ha Gene Haas is the team owner okay. and he's, you know, big into racing. So he, you know, has a, a series of different racing teams, NASCAR, okay. Formula One, whatever. Oh, so okay. anyway, but he's got the lowest budget or he spends the least amount of money mm -hmm. and they have a 250 employees. Oh my God. Okay. Well, let, let's, I mean, let's and, talk. And I can't imagine those people are, are, do, are, do you think that those people are employed year round? Like they're actual just company employees at that point, or is it seasonal? I, I don't oh, know. No, 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 no. This is, this is a, this is a year long thing because you know, what's, what's happening right now is they're actually working on the design of the new car for 2024. Oh, I bet, and so, I bet they're more than that far ahead. Don't you think they're probably working no, on 2024? No, no, no. Well, I mean, there's, there's regulation changes and things like that, that they've yeah. got to kind of like, you know, so they're working on, you know, like mid year, they've already started working on next year's car. It's like All the right, iPhone, so. like they're, they're like three years ahead on it. You know, yeah. that's where the design team is on something, or maybe it's even farther out, but it's like, well, they, they can't go too to far because ahead. It takes so, yeah. Cause new regul new rules. Because new they, cause they change, they change exactly. They change yeah. regulations like every few years and right. they don't publish them in advance for you to basically kind of get, you know, a little bit of extra time to start working on that. Well, so yeah, then, because you could just put more resources into that and that would be an unfair advantage potentially against a different team. So yeah. 250 people on the Haas team, that's what you said. And that is the low end. And that's now the, the high end is the Mercedes AMG Patronus team. Okay. You want to venture a guess? 450 people. You are right. Really? 1,200 people. You're like, no. You were, <laughs> you were spot on way off. 1200 people yes 10 times <laughs> yes and so and so you're saying there's a cap so you're saying like based so on this, in that, that that with 1200 people you can actually hit the the cap that they set yeah. but yeah. with 250 people you have a lot of headroom <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it just okay so think about this if you were able to like you know have that lean of a staff but still have the same money that they're spending yeah, that, be you know, for the 1200 team, ultra competitive, right? Oh yeah. 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 You'd, you'd be able to field, you know, well, but this, this is, is, this is what technology enables right here. I mean, this is, this yeah. is like the premise of my other podcast, right? It's like you, you actually could achieve 10 X your potential yeah. with the enable with tooling, right? With, yes. yeah. it's not just talent, like talent matters. Don't get me wrong. Talent yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. probably yeah. the most important thing. But what those people can do with the tools that they have, I mean, to show like the, I, I assume Haas is competitive, right? Like they're not, they're, where, where do they they're middle of, fall? they're middle of the road. Um, you know, usually That's, and how many, know, like, how many teams are there? You said 10 they're, teams? They're, they're 10 teams. So, so for so a 20, tenth 20 of drivers, the budget, 20 let's cars. just say it's a 10th of the budget. I know it's a 10th of the yeah. people, but maybe let's yeah. say it's probably not a 10th of the budget, but, but they're in the middle. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's so, I mean, but, but again, all of these teams though, they're going, they're, they're staffed with, you know, they, they don't staff the entire team with, you know, like one project manager and a bunch of interns. 
Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> I, I totally knew where you were going with this, which and, and that's why I made the comment about like let's understaff the project and figure it out later. Like that's right. the business model of architecture. This yeah. is not that at all. Uh, F one no. is not that. And and what's yeah. interesting to me is like uh, all these you know BD plus C uh, giants reports comes out right firm mm -hmm. giants and then they they rank fir firms based on revenue and all these things and they design and sustainability and different market segments like best healthcare design firm best whatever and yeah. and it's like we made it we're in the top 500 we're in the ENR 300 and we're like 167th like we're talking about 10 teams here yeah and in order to play in the field of 10 like you have to be talking and thinking like you were talking about where it's like no we have the best talent we have the best technology we have yeah. the best all of these things yeah. that we can possibly put together with our resources to be a top 10 team that's what yeah. firms should be competing for and i know like exactly. oh, easy for you to say because you're not <laughs> running one of those firms but like right. that's just a different game like they're playing a different game completely yeah exactly i mean because at the end of the day, I would love to ask those firms, well, how are you spending the, so how are you spending the money mm -hmm. to procure the top talent, the top experience, the top knowledge, the top Deliver research the best and possible thing for your client. Exactly. Like build the best buildings that are going to right. last the longest, like all of those things. Yeah. I mean, it's, or is it, right. is it to deliver the code minimum project with the least number of hours? to exactly. the lowest bidder to build it exactly like those are completely different worlds and i feel like there's so much complaining in architecture about the the public and clients and the the consumers and the you know not understanding us the value of an architect <laughs> it's like well look right. at what you're competing in you're competing in a soup of mediocrity like that's yeah. that's what <laughs> you're you're yeah. positioning yourself against Joe contractor down the street who says you don't even need an architect. Like that's right. what you're competing right. against. And, and so, so it's like, we've, we have done this to ourselves and I, I get it. It's hard. It's really difficult to run a competitive high performance business, but firms are doing it like, and you can, you can name them off at the top of your head. Yeah. You know, which firms oh. are playing that different game. Yeah. And, and it's because they are playing a different game and they have chosen to play a different game. They're not wondering why they're not playing the game that they're playing. They're doing it on purpose. Like it's total right. strategy, right? So right. Uh, it is like, it's kind of crazy making uh, because we've, we totally have done this to ourselves. And yet we look around like, how come nobody gets us, right? And it's like, oh, what are you doing about well, that? Exactly, exactly. That that's what like goes back to my quote a long time ago that I sprung on my friend Brett, a listener of the show, friend of the show, uh, great great guy, right? And it was like we had some bitch session going, and I just said, "So what are you going to do about it?" Right? And then he totally used that against me years later, right? And it and and it's come yeah. up several times, and it's like he's like, "So what are you going to do about it?" And he he was just waiting to to drop that back on me, yeah. but it's true, right? It's like well stop complaining and start doing and that that is what at this holiday season Cormac we all just need a good we, we need a good rest but we also need a good yeah. kick in the butt exactly get off our butts and go do something yeah great. yeah Brett is always good about asking you know what are you going to do about it? yeah 
Yeah. And glad it, for it, though. It landed. It landed the first yeah. time, and he picked that where I dropped it. <laughs> he picked up what I was putting down. Yeah. Well, I will, I will say that I'm actually very proud of us to be able to talk a little non-architecture, but totally wrap it into... Bring a, it back. A, bring it back into architecture. That's what we do here. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy holidays, my friend. And uh, I, I'm you not too. saying we're not going to post any episodes, but we might post less episodes. We might actually... We might actually take a little bit of a rest here, but uh, I'm, I'm feeling you. invigorated. Like I've never felt better about what we're doing here. And we, we oh, do yeah, have yeah. some big ideas. We just need to get off our butts and execute. So I guess that was a pep talk. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Corner? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, hopefully everybody will see what we're going to do about it. That's right. That, yeah. yeah. A little fore, foreshadowing in there with, with a word. There, yeah. It all goes back to sightseeing, doesn't it? Hey, look to see if foreshadowing is in that. No. Your, your handbook. That's not Arca speak. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> no. In the F, we have facade, fan light, fenestration, of course, flying buttress, free plan, freeze, functionalism, futurism. That's it. Those are the words you get in the F category. That's it? Not even your, fa your favorite word wasn't even, your favorite F word wasn't even in there. Yeah, but we're not allowed to say that one. <laughs> not touching that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. See you next time. You too.